The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about it. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning, and I've got a bunch of stuff here. I, I just got a bunch of stuff today. Um, so first of all, if you're joining us for the pre-show, yes, that is uh, our Haley uh, and the Charlotte Youth Orchestra. That is actually from earlier this year, a couple of months before. I ran out of stuff that they did the other day, so I thought I'd play a couple of those that uh, you know I captured a couple of them. You may hear a little noise. It's out in the park in Charlotte. Uh, so you may hear a little noise in there. I apologize for that. It's not, you know, this album quality kind of stuff. But uh, I hope you're enjoying some of that. I think it makes a nice intro into the uh, the intro music that we have there. <laughs> Got all this nice, you know, 
high-minded, elevating music, and then you get the grunge come in. Anyway, if you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you would like to watch the video portion of the radio show. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page. And blow that video up on whatever vi- um, you know device you've got. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. And then click on the platform icon there. Join us in the chat. Lots of friends in there this morning. It's great to see all you guys as usual. Uh, get the blood pump in there. You know, get Some of you are getting that coffee in there. And, you know, I've kind of laid off the coffee. I, I do some teas and stuff. Uh, but I've kind of laid off that. I'm doing my tangy tangerine. So I get my 90 essential vitamins and minerals and stuff. You know, Dr. Joel Wallach stuff. Uh, so I do that now, and then later I will have the Energy Renew by Dr. Stephen Gundry, which happened he happened to be in an article I did just uh, a couple of weeks ago where he was talking about the uh, very thing that Dr. Bill Smith from America's Frontline Doctor is talking about, about the, um, the myocarditis and the heart issues that were coming from some of these shots. And by the way, that that blend is supposed to give me energy, which I had a bunch of problems with. My energy would just drop off at the just in a couple of minutes and I'd want to go to sleep and I took a nap. I felt better, but I don't like that. That's just really weird to me. Anyway, not to get off on that right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed it, 3 PM Eastern, 2 PM central is when he's on. You can watch him up to then, and then he'll be live right there on sons of Liberty media.com. Don't forget to sign up for a newsletter. Uh, that again comes out late in the evening around seven, between seven and eight o'clock, something like that. It, It usually rolls out. And that's all the articles we have for the day, including the Morning Show Archive. All this stuff I'm going to talk about will be there. So listen, (laughs) if you're wondering, hey, where can I get that thing? Where can I get that video? What was that document? Or what was this article? It'll be in the Morning Show Archive. I promise. It's, It's there every day. Okay? I do that for you guys because I know people want to share some of this stuff. So, um... Be sure to, to sign up for the email newsletter, okay? Um, also, if you would like to help us out, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. We never ask you for money. We just tell you this is the way you can help us if you want to do it. Uh, donate button there. You can also, look, prayer is not insignificant either, but I know many of you already do that. But those of you who would like to pray for us on the radio, for Internet, uh, because, look, they're starting to go. They've censored the sites. I think the next step is just to pull the DNS plug to where you can't even pull up SonsOfLibertyMedia.com if we don't put a stop to this stuff. Really, that's that's where it's going. Uh, but the donate button is there, one-time donation, or you can become a son or daughter of liberty. That link is also at the top of the page, and uh, that's our monthly partners. You get some goodies in that, and you get some discounts and things. The store is also available. So this week we are highlighting the to Spit Against Heaven DVD. Normally $20. This deals with the sodomite agenda. Um, so it's it's not for young eyes, okay? But it's for you moms and dads out there to understand what you're dealing with, okay? Um, not only in the school system, but you'll be dealing with it in society. There's no question about that. But this gives you the facts there, and then it gives you the biblical basis to counter that, okay? Normally $20, donation $20. Um, but this week through Saturday night at midnight, you use the promo code repent, repent is the Coke is the promo code. You get 25% off of this DVD. So if you want that, you get the 25% off repent promo code Saturday before midnight. Okay. All right. Now there's a couple of things. There's some good news I want to share with you guys. And this is out of our particular family before I get into all this other stuff. Okay. Um, my daughter and her husband, took off earlier this week, and 
they headed to Kentucky to help the people there. And I was thrilled. Um, you know, her husband is able to just take off from that. Um, she's being at home. They're trying to start their family, which, uh, yeah, Denise and I are pretty happy about. We're, we got two of them talking about that now, finally. And that's a good thing. Uh, but they went out there to help the people of Kentucky. And they sent back some pictures and some things. And, um, and Troy had to say that they, they met up out there. He says it looks like a bomb went off downtown. Uh, it's supposed to rain the next few days, but the plan is to keep harping roofs um, as long as it's not lightning and people are willing. We had a nail pulled from our tire and plugged by for free by the local tire shop. They said they had been doing 25 a day. I'm not surprised by that with the damage we've seen down there. Uh, and then they were given $500 to help out. Um, somebody bought CCFP. I don't know who that is. Bought all the nails and hammers that were used on the tarp roofs and Walmart donated the tarps. And I was just going to give you this is this comes through a messenger thing, which I'm grateful for um, uh, Catherine Henry for pointing me to because I can't keep up with text on my phone to save my life. But these come through. So just going to give you a few of these. I don't even know if I can like I, well, I guess I can do them like that, but they don't blow up very well. So you can see where they're at. You can see some of the damage that uh, is in the area. I'm sorry, I can't really blow it up any more than I can. But you can see that they've been you know, working in the area there of Kentucky. And uh, and this is what it is to love your neighbor as yourself. And, and, and notice, I don't see any FEMA people down there. You know why? Because the people don't need FEMA. They don't need FEMA. This is the, one of the things that stood out for me. And, um, yeah, they, don't, they just don't need FEMA. And here are people from the area and from outside the area, from around the, from around the United States— coming in to show their love for their brothers, for their fellow countrymen, for their neighbors, even as Jesus said. And um, and you can see, they're out there doing the work, trying to help those people. And so I say, uh, you know, glory to God for that. Um, uh, Troy, you and Hannah are, you're a blessing, man. And, uh, yeah, dad couldn't be happier to have a man take his daughter uh, and care for her and love her the way he does, and also to take her along with him to go and show love for their neighbors. Well done, guys. Well done. All right, so I want to start off with this. I got this image yesterday. Now, let me say, let me change that. La- it was earlier, no, it was last year. This is, man, I mean, it, it just seems like it was just a few months ago, okay? This is when President Trump was in office. Did the show. It was called Trump DOJ wants more money to take guns as president, hence at mandatory vaccinations. Now, whatever happened on that day, I don't even remember. I'll have to go back and see if even the video's there. Um, I'm not sure if this happened before the YouTube deal got taken off or what. This is okay. So I I did link to it. So there's a video here. I'll have the link to the the particular thing here with all the stuff. But you can you can listen to the show. There's there's the podcast there, and there's a link over to my Facebook page with for the video. Okay, and I don't think you have to be a friend or anything. You don't you don't have to friend me on Facebook to do it. But you can click on that and you can watch the show there. And I played an interview with Donald Trump and I forget how to pronounce that lady's name, Maria Barta something from Fox. Okay, you guys know her, Fox Business. Some of you people know her. Um, it's not important who it is. It's important what he was saying. 
and she was asking, how do we get back to normal? Are we going to have to wear a mask? Are we going to have to, you know, if we want to go to a ball game, we're going to have to wear a mask. We're going to have to get our temperature checking. We're going to have to do is this. And he goes, nope, we're going to have vaccines. And I said right there, I said, he's hinting at mandatory vaccines. Okay. Now that very day, I was blasted by all kinds of people who have their own shows. He never said that. He never said a moment. I didn't say he said mandatory vaccines. I said he hinted at it. Does everybody understand the difference at a hint and actually coming out and saying we're going to have mandatory vaccines? All right, so, so let's fast forward. We are in December of 2021. It's more than a year and a half later. Okay, I get these pictures. All right, I'm going to try to blow them up, and then I'll have to short it down and, and go again. This is the Trump grill. Okay, the Trump Grill, they're in New York City. Guess what sign they've got here? Uh-huh. Mandatory vaccines before you can uh, you, you can uh, participate there at Trump Tower. Oh, well, Tim, he doesn't know everything that's going on in his businesses. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah, he's really fighting for you, America, just like he's fighting for all those people that supported him and are sitting in jail right now. Are you guys, do you guys have your eyes opened yet? I, I'm just asking, do you have your eyes open yet as to what kind of devil this guy is? I just, I, you say, well, but Joe Biden's one. And yeah, he is. Trump set it all up for him. He set it all up for him. And if you recall, there was an interview that this same Maria did with Trump, and she was asking him about the mandatory vaccines. Are you opposed to it? Well, nobody opposed the vaccines when I was in office. And, you know, we didn't have this problem of these protests when I was in office. Everybody was taking the vaccines and blah, 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 blah. It's all about him. Everything's about him. Everything. And I'm just saying, I told you, this guy is not what he says he is. He's not. And Joe Biden picks right up with it because Joe Biden has his mask off, literally and figuratively, and he is doing the very things he said he would do. He's doing them. He's not, he's not deceiving you with it. He's just coming forward and telling you what he's doing. Okay? So I want to start off with that to let you know that a year and a half later, we are being proven right. He is pushing it in his own, in his own restaurants there. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. All right, so let's go with this one, too. This is, a, this is something that came out yesterday. The guys over at Rebel News over there, you know, covering a lot of this stuff with, with Canada and all, uh, Ezra Levant and uh, what was the lady's name here? Sheila Gunn Reed. Um, she was pointing out there's a guy over there. He's the premier, the Alberta premier, Jason Kenney. And here's what he had to say. This was in 2014. Okay. Now he was speaking to a at a dinner hosted by the Thomas More Lawyers Guild of Toronto. Now Thomas More was uh, he was beheaded by Henry VIII when he objected to the English king appointing himself the head of the church in England and changing the rules of the church to conform to the king's will. He was the one who says, no, 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 you don't have authority here. He, 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 Thomas More at least recognized the king has limited authority. Okay? Okay. So I want you to listen to what he said in 2014, and then I'm going to give you the punchline for this guy. Okay? Um, 
And bear with me, I'm just, I'm just going to read this. These are his words, uh, Mr. Keeney. St. Thomas More suffered martyrdom because he insisted that there was a limit to the king's lawful authority, namely that he had to respect the freedom of the church, guaranteed by the, free, by the very nature of the state and the nature of the church. So he's good so far, okay? These ancient principles were recognized in the first article of the Magna Carta, which guaranteed the church's freedom. And when Henry VIII's parliament voted him head of the church, it exceeded its competence. It was a law, but not lawful. No, it's pretended law. That's what you call it, just like our forefathers called it in the Declaration of Independence. For it violated justice. It did not give to the church its due and granted to the king what was not his due. In fact, when you go to the Old Testament and you see the king trying to come in there and offer sacrifice, it doesn't turn out very well for the king, does it? Because that's not his jurisdiction. That was the priest. That was the church's part. Okay? A state cannot endure in all peaceable forms or freedom, peaceable freedom and tranquility if it does not recognize the due limits to its power. We've seen repeatedly in our own time that states that claim unlimited power over all spheres of common life by that very fact limit, sometimes in brutal ways, the liberty, prosperity, and peace enjoyed by their citizens. St. Thomas More is remembered and celebrated by history precisely because he refused to do what his conscience judged to be morally wrong. Swear an oath to the supremacy of the king over the church. There is a king over the church. His name is Jesus. It wasn't Henry VIII. Okay? All right. Yeah, I know I know he's got some bad history too, Mr. Woodsworth, but but pay attention to what I'm going to put here because it, I'm putting the hypocrisy on Mr. Keeney. So he says, uh, and as another great and saintly Englishman blessed John Henry Newman explained, conscience bears witness to the truth. For that reason, he called it the Aboriginal Vicar of Christ. Conscience is not only a distillation of subjective opinions. We don't praise Thomas More because he did not compromise on his whims. His friends and family, in fact, tried to persuade him that he was being stubborn, which is a matter of unreasonably holding fast to one's own opinion. And, uh, and Mr. Wordsworth is right that he was engaged in a lot of tyranny against Protestants. There's no question about it. Rome has been engaged in a lot of tyranny against Protestants. Um, he goes on and he says this. Conscience makes us uh, makes use of all the resources available to our judgment. It begins, obviously, with our observations of the world around us and our nature, or our natural reason. For Christians, it is further formed by biblical revelation and lived tradition. Um, I'm not going to read all of it. You guys can read it. But what I want to do is I want to come down and I want to tell you something about this guy that Miss Reed points out. And here's what she says. The difference between the 2014 Kenny, who's writing all this stuff about freedom and liberty and the separation um, of the the civil sphere and the church, and that the whoever is in charge, whether it's a king, a president, whoever of the civil sphere, is not the head of the church. Christ is the head of the church. Period. That's it. Anybody who tries to usurp that, like the Pope, who calls himself the Vicar of Christ, or in the place of Christ, his representative Antichrist, that's what it really means, in the place of Christ, they are not the head of the church. I don't care how many years they've been doing it, I don't care how many people believe it, that's not the case. The head of the church is Christ. And we're told that 1 Corinthians 11 is a great layout for that, because it starts with the, uh, with the family in dealing with that. 
So that speech was written by him in 2014. Fast forward just seven years, and now Premier Jason Kenney is the man in charge in Alberta, while three pastors, Tim Stevens, Artur Pawlowski, and James Coates, were imprisoned for defending their churches from government COVID restrictions on places of worship and methods of worship. A lot can change in a pandemic, including one's moral compass, says Miss Reed, and she's exactly right. She's exactly right. Here's a guy, he sucked up to the Thomas More Law Group by talking great words, eloquent words about Thomas More and standing for conscience, which I agree, we should stand for conscience. Martin Luther said, I can't go against conscience, it's neither right nor safe. When he was charged to recant of the writings that he had against the papacy and against the Roman system, especially the indulgences that still go on today, yeah, I know they told you they got rid of them, but they, they still go on today. This buying off God, somehow buying God off with filthy lucre money, that's for people who don't know, to get you or your loved ones out of purgatory, out of hell, whatever the case may be. Uh, this is in this is in uh, Canada. This is the guy overseeing. Well, we had uh, Pastor Artur on the other week. This is the guy who was overseeing him get it put in jail. Tim Stevens, the other guy up there, uh, and James Coates. Remember they sent 200, 200 of their little Gestapo up there to surround that church when the people went inside. Agents of the state. Now, you cops up there doing that stuff, and the ones down here in the states doing it, you don't get any sympathy from me. No, you don't get any sympathy from me. You guys who are doing the right thing, I have some respect for you. But you guys doing stuff like this and imposing tyranny, no no sympathy. If you get beaten down, if it comes down on your head, if judgment comes down on your head, it's on your head, man. You're responsible for it. Okay, so I want to I want to touch on several things. We've got several stories out and they all link together because they're telling us the truth about these shots. They're they're telling it. Here's one from yesterday. Uh, our own Suzanne Hamner, I think I saw her in there this morning, uh, chiming in in the chat. Suzanne did this this story here. Fauci admits to Zuckerberg that COVID-19 injections may make pandemic worse. Now, what I want to do is I want to go to the fact checkers first before I play you the video, because they obviously are picking up somebody thinking, oh, well, this is this is something recent. This isn't recent. This was from last year. But people forget, don't they? They forget. And it's not like Fauci hasn't been here. We've done whole shows where I've showed you over decades, Anthony Fauci has been the guy behind all kinds of shots that have killed and injured people, and he's pushed them as though they're safe and effective. Now, let's go to USA Today, right? USA Today, fact check. Video of Fauci discussing COVID-19 vaccine safety is from March 2020. So, so, now look at how they do it. I want you to pay attention to how they do it, and then I'm going to play you the video, okay, of what he says. Instead of appearing in a White House briefing alongside then-President Donald Trump in March 2020, Dr. Anthony Fauci decided to take part in a live stream with Meta Platform CEO Mark Zuckerberg to address COVID-19 concerns. More than a year later, 
A 30-second portion of the interview has resurfaced on social media, touted by vaccine skeptics. No, we're vaccine we're, – we're shot observers. We're not vaccine skeptics. We're shot observers, and I'm going to show you just how stupid this sounds in just a minute. Touted by vaccine skeptics who are passing off the video as recent and using it to make inaccurate claims about the safety and efficacy efficacy ugh, I'm going to do an anatomy here in a minute efficacy of COVID nineteen vaccines. Wait a minute, <laughs> these things are not safe and they're not effective. They're not effective because how many boosters are they up to now that they want you to take? How many of these new pills are they rolling out that they want you to take? They're not effective. They're not safe either. Okay? Keep that in mind. They're neither one. So they go down, and um, one of the things they do is, that was the big thing. They're trying to, they're trying to cover for Dr. Fauci and saying this stuff about uh, it's safe and effective. They say the claims are misleading. The video seen in the post is more than a year old, and Fauci made those remarks before COVID-19 vaccines were made available. Um, let me just say this. We had the military under Donald Trump stockpiling millions. I've got the video of it where they say it. You can see the warehouse that it's in. They were stockpiling millions of vials of vaccine before it was ever approved for emergency use authorization. Okay? Fauci made those remarks before COVID-19 vaccines were made available. So, it's not a reflection on the safety and effectiveness. They've demonstrated. They haven't demonstrated to be safe or effective. This is just a lie. It's propaganda. He was stressing the importance of conducting extended studies and clinical trials for vaccines before they're distributed. No, he's not. This is nonsense. Let me just kick this over here. These people, you just have to keep going over it and over it and showing that they are lying to our faces about what they're doing. right. Again, I want to take you back. Just a brief thing. He is not talking about that because... Several months prior, in 2019, we heard this out of the Milken Institute. Obviously, we can't just turn off the spigot on the system we have and then say, hey, everyone in the world should get this new vaccine we haven't given to anyone yet. But there must be some way that we grow vaccines mostly in eggs the way we did in 1947. In order to make the transition from getting out of the tried and true egg growing, which we know gives us results that can be, you know, beneficial. I mean, we've done well with that to something that has to be much better. Uh, You have to prove that this works. And then you've got to go through all of the clinical trials, phase ones, phase twos, phase three, and then show that this particular product is going to be good over a period of years. That alone, if it works perfectly, is going to take a decade. There might be a need or even an urgent call for uh, an entity right. of excitement out there that's completely disruptive, that's not beholden to bureaucratic strings and, and, and processes. So we really do have a problem of how the world perceives influenza, and it's going to be very difficult to change that unless you do it from within and say, I don't care what your perception is, 
we're going to address the problem in a disruptive way and in an iterative way because you do need both. But it is not too crazy to think that an outbreak of an, a novel avian virus could occur in, in China somewhere. We could get the RNA sequence from that, beam it to a number of regional centers, if not local, if not even in your home at some point, and print those vaccines on a patch and self-administer. It's Okay, all right, so I'm, I, you guys have seen this. I just want you to see, remind you, He's, he's not talking about taking years and stuff of doing this and clinical trials. This is an experiment that's out in the open. If you have taken this shot, you're part of an experiment. Okay? And they're telling you they want to bypass the decade that it takes to turn out their poison. They want to they want to manipulate the society. They want to do it. And by the way, Christine, you really should get her name right. That's the first thing. And second, you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't looked at the information. We dumped a bunch of uh, documentation into the show we had with Kate last week. You really need to shut your pie hole about it. You really do. You're the one violating the ninth commandment, which is you're not supposed to bear false witness. All right? Just going to tell you, going to tell you. You shouldn't make the false accusations. You don't know what you're talking about. Hypocrite. All right. So we go back here to USA Today, and what did they do? They're telling you, well, here's, here's what we've got going on. Um, you know, Fauci made those remarks before COVID-19 uh, vaccines were made available. And I'm, I'm telling you, they had already stockpiled them. They had already stockpiled them. And they say it's not a reflection on safety and eff- effectiveness. Let me ask you this. Let me, let me just go right over here. Um, the writer, let me, let me just slide back up here. Mackenzie Sadagi, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that. I'm not doing it on purpose. I, just, I don't know. Mackenzie, got an open invitation to come right here on the Sons of Liberty and back up your claims because I'm going to show you all this stuff that I'm showing here and show that your article is being deceptive in itself, right? McKenzie, tell me how, how, how is this working out? How is this safe and effective? Over the past 12 months, VAERS has 1,803,081 adverse events following getting these shots. And that's not all of them. We're told in the Harvard study this is only 1%, or less than 1%, I should say. Then we have 19,886 COVID vaccine reported deaths out of a total over the, what, past 30 years or something, of 29,000. More than two-thirds of those deaths are in the past 12 months after getting these shots. Then we've got the hospitalizations and all the other. So, so tell me, McKenzie, how is it that these are safe and effective? How is it undermining anything? So what that it's from last year? Let's play Fauci. Let's hear what he has to say here. This would not be the first time, if it happened, that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. There was the history of the respiratory syncytial virus vaccine in children, which paradoxically made the children worse. And look at robot Zuckerberg here. Vaccines that we tested several years ago actually made individuals more likely to get infected. Okay, so 
So he knows. it. Does. He should know it. He was given AZT to AIDS patients, killing them off. It wasn't helping them. It really wasn't. It's, it's kind of like chemotherapy. That stuff is killing people. It's not helping them. We had D. Minnie Mitchell on to talk about that with her own sister. And she said, no, I'm not going to have it. So did Kate. She said, I'm not going to have it either. And they're still alive today. So here he is saying, what we're telling you is it's safe and effective, but you know it could turn out to be worse and make everything worse. So he's telling you that last year, even as he rolls it out and says it's safe and effective. Mockingbird Media, safe and effective. This, this slack heckler, McKenzie, safe and effective. But they're telling you, they're telling you. Let's go to John Rappaport, former CBS Health Watch reporter. This is something we had out uh, just the other day on the 12th of December. And uh, he's writing about the PCR test. Why is all of this building up? I can tell you why it's building up. It's building up from the tests, the COVID tests, okay, that are inaccurate, that shouldn't be used to diagnose this problem in the first place. And here's what, uh, here's what John has to say. July the 16th, 2020 podcast, This Week in Virology, Tony Fauci makes a point of saying the PCR COVID test is useless and misleading when the test is run at 35 cycles or higher. Now, this same Tony Fauci knew they were running these cycles higher when they began all this stuff and didn't say anything about it. He says, oh, we're having a lot of COVID cases. You know, we're having a lot of COVID cases out here. And I, I just think everybody needs to get, um, you know, they need to social distance and they need to put their mask on and, um, you know, they, they give the Heil Hitler... Um, you need to fly your swastika flags outside your door and let everybody know that you are with the Fourth Reich. That's what I think you need to do. Rappaport says a positive re- result indicating infection cannot be accepted or believed. Here in Technospeak is an excerpt from Fauci's key quote. Um, and here it goes. Here's what he says. If you get... Perform the test at a cycle threshold of 35 or more. The chances of it being repli- of be- of it being replication competent, in other words, accurate, are minuscule. They're minuscule. Okay, you almost never can culture virus detect a true positive result from a 37 threshold cycle, even 36. Each cycle of the test is a quantum leap and amplification and magnification of the test specimen taken from the patient. Too many cycles, and the test will turn up all sorts of irrelevant material that will be wrongly interpreted as relevant. That's called a false positive. Okay, that's called a false positive. What Fauci failed to say on the video is the FDA, which authorizes the test for public use, recommends the test should be run up to 40 cycles... Not 35. Now, Rappaport, let me, let me tell you this. Rappaport was the same guy who said, here's how they're going to show the vaccine is effective. They're going to lower the cycles on the PCR test, and they're going to say, see, we're, we're eliminating COVID cases. And then they'll ramp them up when they need to you know, boost that out there again. 
It is, Stephen. It is John Rappaport. And so what happened? We saw. They, they dropped it, and they told us they dropped it. And what happened? The cases started going down. See how that works? They're lying to you. They are manipulating the data to lie to you, just like the guys in climate change. When those guys were busted, somebody went in there and hacked it and showed they were fudging on all of the data. And what happened? The guy who hacked it was the one who got attacked. Not the people who were, who were lying to everybody, stealing their money for quote-unquote climate change. They were messing with the data. That's what they were doing. Now, again, just to kind of go back, we're talking about uh, the FDA, okay, in on this. The CDC's in on it, too. They all know what's going on. I want to remind you of something, and let's go back into the previous administration again. December the 11th of 2020, we just passed the one-year anniversary of President Trump forcing the FDA to give emergency use authorization to the Pfizer COVID-1984 shot. Okay? Listen. Listen to what he says. Mr. President, uh, the FDA is reportedly considering uh, stricter guidelines for the uh, emergency authorization of a COVID vaccine. Are you okay with that? Well, I tell you what, we're looking at that. That has to be approved by the White House. We may or may not approve it. The White House is now threatening the head of the FDA, suggesting that if that agency doesn't authorize the Pfizer vaccine by the end of today, Commissioner Stephen Hahn's job could be on the line. Oh, it's designed to improve trust in the vaccine. Do you think that's not needed? Well, I have tremendous trust in these massive companies. I have really good news. Today, our nation has achieved a medical miracle. We have delivered a safe and effective vaccine in just nine months. This is one of the greatest scientific accomplishments in history. I am thrilled to report scientific that the FDA has authorized the Pfizer vaccine. <sighs> we have given Pfizer and other companies a great deal of money, hoping this And I got a million dollars, by the way, by Pfizer. Thank Black you very Tower, much. President Don't Trump want to tell you and that, officials though. from Operation Warp Speed were cheering the deployment of the vaccine, which is forthcoming. And Trump said the vaccine will be the end of the virus. He also signed an executive order that's expected to lay out the guidelines for distribution here before the U.S. assists other countries. And with companies like CVS, Walgreens and FedEx on hand, which will distribute the vaccine, Trump said he'll invoke the Defense Production Act if he runs into any issues. And mass vaccine rollouts are... We're in our Constitution... Is the federal government supposed to have anything to do with vaccines? Medicine, health, science, where, where are they supposed to be doing that? Where is that in the Constitution? It is not there. Where is the authority of the executive, the president, to be able to direct Meals on Wheels vaccine deliveries by the military? Where is that at? They're there for defense. Now, here's the thing, and again, I, I pose it just for you to think about. We're told this came from China. I know the receipts are there. I know that Fauci was doing what he was doing, okay, with them. I think it's treasonous. But I want to ask you, who do you really think released anything, if anything, on the public? Right there. The bioweapon, you just saw it. 
they have yet to isolate, purify, prove that a COVID-19 SARS-CoV-2 exists. You've heard it from all of the uh, America's frontline doctors we've had on. All of them question that. Kate Shimrani questions it. Dr. Kevin Corbett sh- questions it. Um, there, uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, we're, we're going to have, we finally got some confirmation probably next week. We're going to have Dr. Tom Cowan on. Uh, we're going to have Sally Morrell on. Uh, I'm going to do an interview with her tomorrow evening. So all of these people, and there's many more like them. I'm going to play a guy. I'm going to play a guy for you. I, I got to get this in. We're going to go over a little bit because um, I do want to bring some scripture in here for why this is so important, why I'm giving you this information, because I want to bring scripture in because scripture has the resolve to deal with these people. Okay. But all of this is happening. And Donald Trump had no authority. He had no more authority to do this than he did to talk about imposing tariffs on Mexico. He doesn't. Uh, Congress has that authority, not the president. And yet this is what we constantly see. All right. Now, there's a doctor, um, this guy, and I want, I want to get this in before we at least close out the, the radio portion of the show. Uh, this guy, Dr. Shankara Chetty, is from South Africa. Okay. He successfully treated thousands of patients with the alleged COVID illness with no oxygen, uh, hospitalization, nor death. And while he usually does not go into discussing the bigger picture, but treatments, he does take a few minutes to explain why COVID is not the threat and is actually a farce, but also points out the deadliness of the COVID shots and why they should not only be avoided, but stopped altogether. Now, he's in the midst of a Zoom meeting here, and it runs about 10 or 11 minutes here. So uh, this is how we're going to kind of close out. And then on the other side of uh, closing out the show, We'll, we'll finish up with uh, some of the other things that I want to get to. Here is uh, Dr. Chatty. That with every single doctor that I speak to who is managing COVID patients, we all together put repurposed drugs together. So um, I'm going to go to you, Dr. Shankara. You know, is there anything brand new that you are suddenly using for COVID? Or have you taken a combination of already existing drugs to manage your patients? Uh Nasiba, I think it's, uh, I, I do uh, need a combination of drugs with pharmaceuticals to manage these patients. There's a lot it's going on. something new. My question is, did you have to wait for some new thing? They said new virus. Was there a new drug that you waited for, or was it just existing drugs? Existing. Look, I think, I think the perspective around what's happening is vitally important. Uh, we need to understand what the aim is. Everyone knows that there's inconsistencies, uh, that there's... Uh, mongering that there's coercion, but we need to understand why. Why is that there? Now, the most important thing, I, th- I think, for us to understand is that the pathogen that was causing all the death uh, in COVID uh, uh, illness, now, I use the word COVID illness because we haven't really isolated the coronavirus that causes it, but in COVID illness, the pathogen is spike protein, and spike protein is what the vaccine is meant to make in your body. So if I had to give you my opinion as to what is happening on a global scale, and a lot of the work that I'm doing behind the scenes is in this direction, spike protein is one of the most contrived uh, toxins or poisons that man has ever made. And the aim of this toxin is to kill billions without anyone noticing it. So it's a poison with an agenda. Now, we've got an engineered virus and we've got a mandated vaccine that follow on on each other. 
So basically what looks like has transpired here, they've engineered a virus and put on this weapons-grade package onto it called spike protein. Now, spike protein, well, remember... When you want to send something from Telegram... Sorry, please, Grace, can you mute your mic, please? Put your finger and you hold your finger down. Um, sorry, okay, let me just mute Grace there. Sorry, Dr. Shankarat, please continue. Yes, so, so now we've got this most elaborately engineered toxin. Now, it's been put into a virus, uh, or let's call it a vector, and we've exposed the planet to a small dose of it. Now, initially, spike protein triggers an allergic reaction. And the allergic reaction, if untreated, causes death. It's what we've seen with COVID illness. But that is not the end game. That is to test the water. So you're going to get a small percentage of people react. We'll see all the deaths. The eighth day is when this reaction occurs, so best we isolate the planet for 14 days, so nobody notices when this occurs. People get to hospital too late. We mandate protocols in hospitals to engineer death and damage, to steer all the fear and the rest that we need. We create all the confusion. We make sure we steer humanity towards mass formation. We take away all the all the faith that we have, all the hope. We keep people isolated. So we've been conned into thinking giving away our our freedoms would be the best thing for us. So the safest place for us was in jail. And that's where we all are at this point in time. But the game that they played with this engineered virus was to justify the vaccination of the planet. Now the vaccination of the planet will expose us to spike protein for a longer period. So spike protein, if we understand what it's meant to do, yes, initially it will trigger an immune response and an allergic kind of reaction, and we'd have immediate deaths from that. But you don't poison someone and they die immediately, you'll notice the poisoning. So straight away, when you give a vaccine, the first 14 days after a vaccine, any side effects cannot be attributable to the vaccine, because that is where all the allergic reactions would lie. Following that, we're going to see the endothelial injuries that this vaccine causes, with its, or the spike protein, with its influence on ACE2 receptors. Those are the deaths that are meant to follow, and they will never be pinned onto spike protein, a very well-engineered toxin. Now, spike protein is also a membrane protein. So the mRNA will distribute this throughout our body. It will be made in various tissues around our body. It will be incorporated into those membranes around our body, into those specific tissues. Those tissues will be recognized as foreign, and will trigger a host of autoimmune responses. So the deaths that are meant to follow the vaccinations will never be able to be pinned on the poison. They will be too diverse, they will be too many, and they will be too in broader time frame for us to understand that we have been poisoned. And I think this is the big plan. Uh, it is dependent, this toxin is dependent on the host's response to it. Mm. Just like the eighth day and what followed COVID infection or illness was dependent on a host response. So we got mild, moderate, and severe illness post-eighth day, and it confused all of us. So we keep talking about COVID pneumonia. 
But we're chasing the virus, and the virus was just the vector to give us a taste of the poison. Now, this toxin in the long term is going to get people with pre-existing illness to have those illnesses exacerbated. It has bits of prion in it. It has bits of HIV protein in it. It is definitely engineered. So people with cancers are going to have their cancers flare up, and we'll say they died of the cancer. People with vessel injuries or predisposition, like our diabetics and hypertensives, are going to have strokes and heart attacks and the rest at varying times, and we'll attribute those to their pre-existing conditions. Uh, people are going to develop over time autoimmune conditions, the diversity of which will never be addressed by any pharmaceutical intervention because they are far too targeted. And so we've got a rough road coming. But I think if people understand what the intention is, then we'll understand why what's happened has happened. The illogic, the coercion, the suppression is all warranted if you understand that there is a bigger plan. This plan is to make sure that we can control and kill off a large proportion of our population without anyone suspecting that we were poisoned. And so I think the justification for everything we see is warranted uh, in understanding the end game. We've given up our freedoms. We were told that jail is the best place for us to be secure. So we willingly went down that road. Now today, if we want our freedoms back, they've got a mandated vaccine. We were herded like cattle into a kraal, and the only way out is through the dip. And that is where we lost our freedoms. And so I think there's a huge picture at play. The vaccines make absolutely no sense. We were sold the vaccine as our savior from the start. And if we look at the science, the science does not play out. The vaccine is absolutely nonsensical. We keep fighting about how good or bad the vaccine is. I just want to make two points on the vaccinations. Vaccines are meant to stimulate immunity and in doing so prevent infection and prevent transmission. That is what gives a vaccine a population or group benefit. So if you take the vaccine by not getting the virus or transmitting it, you protect me. Now, clearly, that has not occurred. The vaccines do not do that. Now they claim that the vaccine has a benefit in preventing severe illness and death. That is a therapeutic benefit. My intervention with treatment does the same, but I do not expose the entire world to the side effects of my treatment. I only expose sick people to that. And that therapeutic benefit does not come from immunity, but it comes from the vaccine exposing you to spike protein and building a measure of tolerance to an allergen, not to any immune-mediated response to a virus. So the virus distracts us from the big picture. It's spike protein that's the toxin here. See? Secondly, See it? The prevention of severe illness and death is an individual benefit if it actually does that. So if you take the vaccine, it prevents you getting severely ill or dying. It has no group benefit and doesn't benefit me at all. So why am I being coerced into forcing you to take the vaccine to benefit me? Uh, to just put that into perspective for a layman, uh, 
Skydiving is an individual risk and an individual benefit that does not influence anyone around me. And so my right to choose to skydive is vitally important. Now, they want me to skydive because they say it benefits humanity. Now, they can't prove the science and they can't tell me how this act of mine is going to benefit humanity. Yet they insist I do it. Uh, when I didn't and I can't see the science, they offered me a beer and a donut. But I still don't want to skydive. You still haven't proven the science and tell me how it's going to benefit humanity. Now, it looks like they want to push me out the plane. But when I look up, the parachute they provide me is full of holes, and they don't want to admit to that. And I see a few dead bodies lying on the ground, and they tell me they're fast asleep. I don't believe that. Now, if they can prove a population benefit to the vaccine, maybe I'll take this plunge for the benefit of humanity. But until that point, we are being coerced. Very well said, uh, Dr. Shankar, and thank you. Thank you so much for that. That's exactly you know, right. That's exactly with, right. With every single doctor, I see. Lady, stop. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly what's going on. And you need to pay attention to that. What he said there was great. It was a great um, thing that he had that he, that he put on there uh, about what was going on. And using that analogy of the parachute, it's a great example of what's going on. He knows what the weapon is. The weapon is not the virus. The weapon is the shot. And they drove you to the shot by the propaganda. They drove you to the shot by the propaganda. This is why you had such a reduction in cancers, heart attacks, all kinds of stuff. The flu... They were dumping it all in there. I could play you the clip from Dr. Burks under Donald Trump telling you that's what they were doing. Exactly what they were doing. And people poo-poo it and they go, oh, no, you're a conspiracy. There's no, there is a real conspiracy here. And it's got a lot of people in it. Now, some people may be deceived in the midst of it. I'm not denying that. But there's a lot of deceivers right at the top. And you can bet Tony Fauci is one of them. And guys... Somebody asked, do you think Donald Trump was misled? Does he sound like he's misled to you? He's still out there pimping this thing. Even after knowing all the numbers, he's privy to it. He's still pimping it. You really want to ask that question? He knows what's going on. He got, he got his hands greased, too. Just like Joe Biden's got his hands greased. Both of them are in on it. They're just playing off of one another. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. SonsofLibertyMedia.com. We'll be back to close out the week tomorrow, 6 a.m., Lord willing. See you then. Hang with us, though. <laughs> welcome. To, <laughs> I don't know how to ever do that to where we're going to carry over, but welcome to everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. Now, a couple of things, and I'm going to get to the resolve here, okay? Just a couple of things, and I want to get to the resolve. A couple of articles out this uh, yesterday. Following the rollout last year, the end of last year, for the COVID shot, U.S. pilot deaths have increased by 1,750%. You hear that? Pilots. Let me ask you something. How many of you feel very comfortable getting on a plane in which the airline has mandated that their pilots and their flight attendants 
have to have the shot, and then you're going up into the air, which they say increases your chance for these blood clots and all this other stuff. How many of you actually feel safe about that? You just had the, uh, what was it, WestJet or whatever, up there in Canada the other week. Have to make an emergency landing. Pilot having chest pains and stuff. Having to run in there with a defibrillator. Huh? All of this going on. Here's another one. This was by Suzanne Hamner as well. But Bombshell Columbia University study proves COVID injection deaths are underreported by a factor of 20. Okay. Now the Harvard study says we we're not getting but half we're getting about uh, we're getting less than 1% on the VARES report. So whoops, I got the I got the wrong one. I want to pull up this one. So the deaths are underreported by a factor of 20. Huh. What do you think that what do you think that comes out with? Huh? It's 19,886 right now that they're reporting to us after the shot in 12 months. That's being underreported by a factor of 20. Just stop and think about that for a second. Where in the Mockingbird media are you act, are you even hearing that people are dying after they've taken the shot? Seriously, I, I if you hear about it, it's on a local outlet. It's not in the main it's not in the main, you know, the the big, you know, 24-hour news cycle. They got all kinds of stuff to talk about except what's really important. I'm I'm absolutely amazed when I get up in the morning and I <clears throat> get ready to put everything in for the show and I look at the headlines and then they got scattered all in the midst of the headlines. Such and such had this on at this you know, gala. Like, who cares? Such and such has left their boyfriend and they're now with this person. Or such and such is, has the greatest bikini that you've ever seen. All this kind of stuff that has no impact on our life is sprinkled all through the news feed. And you're sitting here going, really? Really? Here's another one. UK government releases report confirming the quote-unquote vaccinated account for four in every five COVID-1984 deaths in England since August. I thought this... Okay, let me, let me just ask. Let me ask. Let me go back over here. What's, what's the chick's name? Mackenzie over at um, USA Today. You little slack heckler. Mackenzie, again, open invitation. Just click on the contact button at sonsoflibertymedia.com. We'll have you on the show. I'll treat you fair. But you're going to have to ask some questions. And I'm going to play you their own words, and I'm going to tell you, how do you hold to this safe and effective nonsense when, when the reports that I've shown, you don't touch these with a 10-foot pole? Because you're a deceiver, too. Maybe you are deceived, but you're a deceiver, too. So that's the UK. Four out of every five COVID-1984 deaths in England since August. And see, I got to play on that. I'm trying to help pull us out of the thing that there is a COVID. So that's why I call it the COVID-1984. Okay? Because they haven't proven it exists. 
see, this is the root, and I spoke with uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny about this. To me, this is the root. We are hacking at branches, talking about the deaths and the reports and everything else. I mean, it's truth, don't get me wrong. The root is, there's no convid. It's all based on a lie. Okay? There is no convid. They've not isolated. They can't give you an isolate so you can look at it. Because they don't have it. So therefore, the question then becomes, how do they come up with the thing that says, you got to wear a mask. It'll protect you and everybody else. You need to social distance. It'll protect you and everybody else. You need these shots. And you don't just need one. You need two, three, four, eight, ten, twenty. One for the rest of your life or until we kill you with it. You need these pills every day to take with it, too. Oh, and by the way, yeah, we know you got some some of that myocarditis stuff. You got some blood clots and stuff. We got blood thinners for that. We got heart medicine for that, too. It would almost make for a almost comical snake oil salesman. You've seen those old shows where the guy pulls up in the carriage, the horse-drawn carriage, and he's out there. This will do this for you. It'll grow your hair. It'll take hair off. It'll whatever the case may be. They've got something for whatever ails you. The great sorcerers. And the Bible says that a sorcerer should be put to death. Here's the resolve. The Bible says that sorcerers should be put to death. Now, I know a lot of people who will say, well, Tim, there you go. You're looking for blood. No, I'm not looking for blood. They went looking for blood. These people pushing this thing, this shot, are the very ones warned that, um, <coughs> excuse me, Solomon warned his son about. Uh, and I don't, I don't think, no, I don't think that we went through it. Yeah, I think we did go through it um, the other day. And Solomon warned his son. And he said this, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Mom's given the law. Dad's given the instruction on the law. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up as alive. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. You tell me these guys haven't conspired together to attack the innocent for what? 
money. And it isn't even money. It's debt. Federal Reserve notes are debt. So don't tell me that I'm a bloodthirsty person. These are the bloodthirsty persons. And what is the remedy for that? Well, let's go over to Genesis chapter 9, shall we? And what do we see in Genesis chapter 9? We see that Noah and his family gets off the ark after the flood, after everything's been destroyed except for them and the animals they brought with them. And what do we see there? Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Okay, so we got something a little different now because, you know, they're supposed to eat the the bushes and the things off the bush and the things off the trees and all that kind of stuff before. Now, after the flood, what does God say? Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Even as the green herb have I given you all things. And by the way, under the law, God didn't say you couldn't eat meat either. Okay? He just prescribed certain meat and certain things you leave alone. And then he says this, And surely your blood of your lives will I require, at the hand of every beast will I require it, and at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. See, it's a pretty it's a pretty serious thing, Fauci. It's a pretty serious thing, Donald Trump. It's a pretty serious thing, Joe Biden. It's a pretty serious thing, you health and human services people that I don't know your names. It's a pretty serious thing, governors. It's a pretty serious thing, you bought-off politician pimps in D.C. and the states pushing this stuff. It's a pretty serious thing to seek the blood of the innocent who are made in the image of God. Why? Because God's going to hold you accountable. And the means that God holds you accountable with is other men. This is our duty in our country. We are the government. We the people, right? That's how it starts out. We the people here. This is not something you pat them on the back and give them a little fine. Maybe they spend a couple of years in jail, which is immoral, unconstitutional if you ask me. It's cruel and unusual punishment. I, I, that's what I say. If they've committed a crime worthy of death, they should face death. And you say, oh, Jesus never would have done that. And then you hear people point to the woman who was caught in adultery and all that nonsense. And they completely forget the context. They completely forget what the law said about her particular situation. Let me give you a few of Jesus' words concerning the death penalty. Jesus was for it, by the way. In both Matthew 15 and Mark 7... Here's how he addressed the Pharisees. Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? Now, what's he talking about? He's talking about honoring their father and mother. Do you know what that term means, honor? Oh, yeah, that means you stand up straight and you give respect and this, that, and the other. Well, that's kind of how we understand it. It's true. We should respect our parents. There's no question about that. Honor. It's where we get the word honorarium. And what were these guys doing? They had older parents who had cared for them all their life, loved them. And then when their parents had need and they had the ability to meet that need, they said, no, 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 this money is put aside for God. It wasn't, but that's what they said. They wanted to seem religious. And so their tradition was to do that. It was, it was, don't, don't take care of mom and dad. They should be taking care of themselves, right? 
And we've, we've got some wealth over here we've stashed away. He says, You also transgressed the commandment of God because of your tradition. For God commanded, saying, He who curses father and mother, let him be put to death. Let him be put to death. That's the words of Jesus. The Apostle Paul was not against the death penalty either. In Romans 13, we've quoted that. He talks about the authority having the sword. He bears. He doesn't bear the sword in vain, for he's God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Not him who does good, him who practices evil. In Acts chapter 25, he says this, If I'm an offender or have committed anything deserving of death, I do not object to dying. But if there is nothing in these things of which these men accuse me, no one can deliver me to them. And so he appealed to Caesar. Now it's interesting because Jesus also realized that Pilate had certain authority in the matter of the death penalty. Remember that? Pilate says, don't you know I have authority to... Have you crucified? And he goes, you got no authority except my father give it to you. And that authority is not to be abused to just willy-nilly kill anybody who's your political opposition or anything else. It's not that. It is to deal with those who are actually evil. They've committed evil acts. The Apostle John writes about it in the book of Revelation, 11, uh, chapter 11, verse 5. And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed. He says in chapter 13, verse 10, Who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. And here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Then we get the writer of Hebrews in chapter 10, verses 28 and 29. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot? So those who reject the Christ, those who go back into Judaism, they, they won't hold to the substance Christ. They want to follow after the shadows and the antitypes of the old covenant system, which that's why God destroyed that whole temple system anyway. It was done. It had its use. And he destroyed it because the substance, the reality was there, never to be brought back again. Okay? And we can go all through the Old Testament with this. And guys, I'm telling you, I know it sounds harsh. I certainly wouldn't want to be a person who has to take part in any of that. I wouldn't. But these people have conspired against you and I, against people around the world, with no regard for their health. They only have regard for their positions of power, and their wallet and bank accounts. That's it. That's it. And when you get down to it, those are the very things that Paul talks or excuse me, Peter speaks about about false teachers. They're after money, they're after sexual favors, a lot of these guys are after that. And when you go to the false prophets of the day, same thing. Remember Simon the magician? 
from Acts? Well, you know why he wanted, you know, he was a guy who kind of pretended. He pretended to do healings and miracles and magic and stuff. And then when he saw the apostles come along and have the real deal, he's like, hey, how do I get that? He goes and gets baptized. Hey, how much do you want to get this gift? Because, man, I want to do what you guys are doing. Why? Because it was going to make him a lot of money. He was going to be a very famous guy. He's going to have people following after him. That's why he wanted to do it. And Peter said, your money perish with you. You got no part in this. What, Peter? It was a perfect opportunity to give him the gospel. I can hear people today saying that. He says, you, you, you don't have the Spirit. You're not of God. And then Simon, instead of repenting when Peter told him to repent, he says, will you pray for me? What? No, dude, you go, you go pray. But you're the one in sin. You go repent. You do it. And he wouldn't do it. These guys aren't doing it either. Everybody I've named off here in all of this aren't repenting either. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, Fauci and Trump and Biden and the rest of you cats out there who are pushing this agenda over a lie. God's not blind. He sees exactly what's going on. And I'm going to tell you this. The people see it too. The people see it too. And your day's coming. Your day's coming. Not just in this country, but the leaders in the UK, the leaders around the world in Germany and France and all these other places who've been pushing this lie who've been knowingly engaged in committing a mass genocide in their countries through this shot, your day's coming. It's coming, I'm telling you. And there will be justice. There will be. Friends, remember this. Christ is on the throne. Commit 1 Corinthians 15 to memory. The gospel's in there. And that gospel is a gospel of hope. And in that gospel of hope, it doesn't just save the sinner. It is a message of justice which guards liberty. Freedom. Keep that in mind. That is the hopeful message for today. It is not doom and gloom. I don't care what the dispensationalists say. I don't care what the last day's madness crowd says. There is judgment. There is no question about it. That is not good news. For the bad guys. But for those of us who have our hope in the Lord Jesus, there really is hope. There really is. You guys have a great day. Bradley be on with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m. Talk to you then. See you.